This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric S. Ben Stump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, that's the mad obsession. The blind desire and the uncontrollable appetite of the sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. And wherever the sumpter's in, we have to open a window. It's that hot and humid and stuffy and you know what's happening, but you can't put a finger on exactly what. League lovers, as you know, our charity partners are the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. You know, they're the best charity partners in the world. We've tried a lot of charity partners over the years, but we always come back to the Blinkered Knights. And their punters club... Well, it's just caused a ripple of excitement through the uh, punting community, through the racing industry, especially at this time where some of the big carnivals are over and the eyes move on to Adelaide and the Derby there today and so on. And so, you know, they're not lesser races necessarily in terms of prize money, but they don't have the big pulling power of the, uh, say, the Melbourne Autumn Carnival or the uh, Sydney Autumn Carnival. Uh, anyway, they, they, they've had a tremendous week, the Punters Club for the Blinkered Knights. They've been at Wagga. For the Gold Cup yesterday, then in Warrnambool, uh, for the Wongoom and the Warrnambool Cup, great May, early week May, early weeks of May racing in Warrnambool and Wagga, Wagga, just tremendous. It goes better, better, better. Anyway, make a date for the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava Golf Day coming up on July the 14th, Bastille Day. It's a great fundraising event, fun, with uh, a Gallic Café au lait flavour. Special guests this year include, obviously, Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. Uh, who uh, I don't think they've ever been on a golf course in their life together. Uh, and the theme that they've settled on, this has got nothing to do with us, uh, the theme they've settled on is Moulin Rouge, which is back in the news. I think it's something like the 25th anniversary of the filming of Moulin Rouge. So the Rouge is back. And uh, BKOB, that is the Blinker Knights of Balaclava Club, is backed by the Federal Government's Punt Keeper Top-Up Program. As I understand it, the budget will allocate another $6.9 billion to helping people who are having a run of outs uh, with their uh, investments on the track. Now, inner city types looking to lay on hands, hardworking government advisors, happy rugby league sightseers and overwhelmed prison staff making room for a big surge from the subcontinent. Welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. God talks to me, pilgrims. This is H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven blindsiders. What a week. What an incredible week. A week doing too much more is barely enough. And in breaking news, former St. George Dragon star Trent Merritt Merrin, we gave a big rap to Trent last week, you may recall. Anyway, Trent has uh, had a football field named after him at his old alma mater, I think is the term, Illawarra Sports High School. That's the ISHS, the Illawarra Sports High School. And after 250 games of NRL action, he made, um, well, um, um, well, I was going to say, uh, uh, a trip down memory lane. Back to see the paddock named in his honour. He was blown away. He described the experience to bludging on the blind side as, wait for it, surreal. 
he didn't think it was impressionist. He didn't think it was, you know, I don't know, abstract expressionism or anything like that. No, he described it as surreal. That certainly puts 13 origin matches and seven te- tests into Dali's perspective. If that doesn't do it, nothing will. In uh, new, fight news, the war of words has erupted in the build-up to the zoo Zarafa bout on July 7th with Tim suggesting that Michael is nothing but a YouTube circus act. I mean, imagine being called that at a weigh-in. What are you doing here, you YouTube circus act? I mean, I'd just start there. I mean, and if the if the bloke walked out without a punctured lung, I'd be very, very surprised and screaming for a rescheduled date. Anyway, elsewhere, the stool, that is Gal, who is after, he's he's after on the sniff for Tokyo-bound Justice Huni, says it's not going to, he's not going to fight him in Queensland, even though it's a million-dollar payday. And from memory, I think that bout has been moved into a television studio uh, obviously not a big crowd, but the fight's going to go on in very controlled circumstances with two people. Uh, obviously, they're just the two boxes. They're going to do their own, you know, stitch-up work, their own bringing the stool in, sitting it down, water work. They're going to referee it themselves. It's going to be a revolution in boxing and great fun. Uh, with Tokyo just a wa- just a weeks away, the Australian Olympic underpants sponsor was named this week. Uh, this is eagerly awaited always because it's a hotly contested, the underpants sponsorship. And no real surprise, Jockey, the sporting brief, got the nod to do the heavy lifting. Look, sadly, it overlooks those tremendous Y-fronts that the Malaysian Nine promoted at the 2016 F1 in KL. You may remember the Nine flew up with on a mission to promote the uh, budgie smugglers that they were associated with and they got into the members' you know, enclosure there to... KL and stripped off to the smugglers as the field was flagged away and got tremendous worldwide publicity for the uh, the uh, Y fronts. Uh, well, you know the thing about those Y fronts is they know local conditions. They would not let Australia down in the heat and humidity of Tokyo in uh, July. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward again through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week sporting action. Remember to have a go. Step up and have a go, to get a go. If you've already got something, then for God's sake, get in the queue already and have another go. I should make a note that uh, Tasmanian Cheese Heritage has got right behind this North Melbourne Kangaroos v Collingwood Hot Pies uh, match today. And I understand there's a tremendous cheese platter uh, of Tasmanian Heritage Cheese available to, obviously, the winner of the competition. And to see that cheese sponsorship coming through as at, at a time when so many people are thinking cheese futures, how can I get involved? How can I hedge my cheese futures? All that sort of stuff. It's just tremendous because let's face it, it was not so long ago where cheese was laughed at. It was only, uh, you know, very few people who kept the flickering flame of interest of cheese alive in Australia. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with the man who is chairing that seven-person committee to find rugby league's first saint. Now, many listeners to the bludge have made excellent suggestions over the last set of seven. Names in the frame so far include Father Bob. Remember, Father Bob used to have a high-rating show with John Safran uh, on Triple J some years ago. Tremendous, tremendous amount of interest in Father Bob's worth. Miracles, plenty of them. Interest in rugby league. Well, that can come. Dallas Donnelly was suggested. Uh, the person they call the parson, backdoor Benny Elias, has been mentioned. Even Stomper Staines was mentioned as St Stomper. It has a real ring to it. Uh, but Stomp's miracles, uh, at least uh, to my mind, are fairly thin on the ground. One listener made an impassioned plea for St Martin of Tours, whose feast day is, wait for it, wait for it, uh, the 11th of the 11th. Now, St Martin, of course, 11 letters, the 11 of Sabac. They're making a big play to get uh, St Martin up for the 
obviously Rugby League's first saint. Uh, Rugby League, of course, has 11 letters. That's where a lot of the origin of the 11-est action comes from. St Martin has very strong connections to league in central France. He lived there uh, about 1,700 years ago and once shared a cloak with a beggar in the depths of winter. Gives you an idea of how interested he was in rugby. <laughs> in fact, he cut the cloak in half with his sword. Now, Martin, a big noise in modern France, apparently he's come right back, has runs on the boards with, wait for it, beggars, as mentioned, cavalry types, hotel keepers, racehorses and racehorse owners, winemakers, so he could easily include rugby league within his patronage. And although the record is hazy, he does appear to have some contact with the game we know now as Aspartum an early version of Rugby League. And it would not surprise if approached correctly for the Vatican to approve Martin of Tours' nomination as league's first saint. Now, we just have to get the people behind this and try and get some more information about his interest in Rugby League and his other miracles. But the man responsible for the religious probe is a very reverend rampaging Roy Slavin. Uh, Roy, can we get the blindside bunny in motion? Simply by asking, uh, what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Uh, you. Yep. Thanks very much, SG. I heard a very interesting story that came out of DFAT. Uh, I do have a sort of deep mull. Ah, mull. Inside DFAT. And uh, apparently the Chinese, the Chinese ambassador this week said, uh, happy rugby league to the trade minister. This is Dan Tayan, I think it must be. Oh, he would have looked shocked. Well, <laughs> well he had no idea what the bloke was talking yeah, about. No, I got that. No idea. Yeah, can I say that's his default position? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> What are you but doing? how embarrassing. I know. I mean, it's just gone pear-shaped, hasn't it? I mean, we'll be at war next. Uh, I mean, I where's think, this going? I think a number of people in the high-ups, you know, yeah. spud types and oh, okay. uh, them, the they're, Pez dispenser, they're, 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 they're all keen on war. Oh, they're right. This is the drumbeat talk yeah, from last well, week. Drum beat, yeah. yeah, the mm. snare drum. Snare drum. Oh, God. Anyway, Jack Miller. Isn't it oh, isn't yeah. good to be talking? Jack Miller. We haven't spoken about Jack Miller for so long now. He's won the Spanish Moto GP. He's an unassuming sort of Aussie, is Jack Miller. He's not your, he's not Mighty Mick Doohan. He doesn't pretend to be. No. You know, no. nobody's ever, he's never said to me once, do you think I'm a bit like Mighty Mick Doohan? He hasn't. No. no. And anyone who says that is lying. He won't break every bone in his body. He won't. No. He won't. He won't. He's, he's, he's Jack Miller. Yeah. Down to earth. Down authentic. to earth, solid as you, go, as you like. Sometimes he wins, sometimes, sometimes he Sometimes he loses. Mm, that's true. He just gets on a bike, goes as quickly as he can. You can't ask any more of the bloke than that. And we don't, generally speaking. <clears throat> now, Ricciardo, very much a disappointment. In the, I think he came ninth in the Portugal GP. Mm. He's having trouble with this McLaren. The brakes lock up on him and the suspension is sus. Oh, the suspension, he reckons. yeah. Well, the... Suspension on McLaren's always been rubbish. Yeah, but remember early on in the season he was frightened frightened about how quick it was going. I know, I know. They've dialed it back, haven't they? They have. Yeah, just to piss him off. Uh, well, I'm not sure what the story is, but, um, man, you cannot you cannot drive in Formula One these days with dud brakes and so it's, you know, suspension that's stuffed. You can't. Yeah. You that's can't. True. No, I agree with you. And right. I take my hat off to, uh, to Ricciardo. He gets the sort of Jack Miller award of this week for being able to steer that bloody thing around and stay there. Yeah, I know. Ninth. ninth. I know, ninth. Ninth, given yeah. the bloody... Yeah. It's only... Billy eight. card he was riding. Uh, only eight off the top. Yep. Now, five Australians are now punting in the US NFL. 
We provide a fantastic world best kickers. Punters. Yeah, yeah, world best punters. punters. Now they're about to be joined by a sixth. Now James Smith, I think he might be from the Geelong area. Yeah, could be. He's been trialled by the Tennessee Titans. The isn't Tennessee it? Titans. Isn't that a good news story? Wouldn't it be it's lovely fantastic. to be there? And how proud everyone must feel when Jack Smith runs out. Mm. Well, especially in James Titan. Smith. Yeah, well, Jack. They'll call well. him Jack. Yeah, that's right. Everyone yes, does. Yeah. <laughs> Titan Town. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You remind me of a uh, bit like Jack Miller. Jack Smith. Does he? James Smith, yeah. He looks just like Jack Miller. Put him on a bike, can't tell the difference. Sam Kerr's fine form continues for Chelsea. Hank Doot wants to see her given more opportunities in the Matilda's setup. Whoa, that's big coming from Doot. I know. It's not often Doot goes out his on thoughts. A no. You know? Yeah. He likes Open to keep up. things close to Guy the chest. Yeah, in case somebody is. In case Overhears it and yeah, has the yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Takes advantage of him. Pure Doot. Now, uh, Dave Warner has dropped as captain and as a batsman for the Sunrise. I mean, it's academic now, of course, because the whole competition's gone pear-shaped for reasons that we know. Uh, but um, not a great look for uh, for Dave Warner. No. I don't know what went wrong. You know, he just yeah. wasn't getting enough runs quickly enough. I think seem. batting and in the PPE hampered him. It did hamper him yeah. and uh, some questioned his, you know, Field positions, field placements, strategies, no, that sort of thing. No Miller. No Miller. Mm. That's right. And we sent out a um, best wishes to Mr Cricket, Mike Hussey. I yes. heard a report that he might have come down with the uh, with Dave, the coronavirus. No, he's okay. He's okay now, is I'm he? I'm pretty sure he's okay. You sure he's okay? What, the second test proved No, I false. can't help you there. I just made that up. Okay. Anyway, I, well, Okay. We're in two. Well, obviously, between these two. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, well, it's like hmm, Heisenberg's bloody box or something, isn't it? I mean, it's <laughs> he's both got it and not got it at the same time. Yeah, it could be possible. It could be possible. It's a quantum circumstance. Now, uh, terrific week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Never disappoints. No, never disappoints. <laughs> oh, dear. Too the, much. Really, isn't uh, it? I know, the Brett Morris tragedy. Oh, and I pointed out to you that yeah. marvellous picture of League. I know. One of the brothers going over for the try while the other brothers yep. breaking down in the background. I know. Brilliant picture. I know. I know. I know. Um, what it uh, brought home to me, HG, is something I've known for a hell of a long time that we don't talk about much, and that is that very few rugby league fairy tales come true. No, that's true. It's not a... It's not a game for a fairy tale, is it? We were lucky to see Cam Smith going. Oh, to well, there's, there's one, of course, mm. but uh, that's almost miraculous. I know. And we can talk about that later. Um, but see, uh, poor see. old Brett, you know, a great ambassador. And uh, a great ambassador, really, for rugby league and for the, for the uh, for, for Slippery and the family, the whole family, really. Slippery Morris, people remember Slip. Anyway... Now, on the upward note, though, Katoni Staggs is to stay a Bronco. This is part of the evolution. Yes. It's great news for the Bronx to have someone like Katoni prepared to stay with Kevy. Incredible. And am mm. I right in thinking that the Reynolds lad's going to go to the Broncos? Well, the Reynolds lad, the Reynolds kitty from South Didn't is... Didn't have a great match the other night. No, he's asking for a hell of a lot of money for over a long period of time. I don't know if they get four years out of him. I don't know. No. This is something Kevy... Well, Kevy flew down. 
Yeah, last, you broke last, that story last, last week here. Yeah, 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 yeah. To have a chat with Reynolds. And apparently the chat went very well. Reynolds said he got on very well with Kevy. Uh, they understood, you know, goals, intentions. Kevolution. Uh, they, the Kevolution, he understood. Training, and all that mm-hmm. sort of. He knows the Red Hill set up. He likes it. So uh, maybe, maybe he would, uh, would. Mind you, the Sharks still want him. Mind you, would he want to go to the Sharks after what happened last night? I don't know. I know. But there is talk of a vision there. Speaking of that, can you remember a, a couple of nights of rugby league where the scores were 50 to nil no. and 46 to no. nil? No, no, no. I mean, Volantis is doing something well, right. Well, there, there's it? some revolution happening, but I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> something is rotten in the state of rugby league. I know. I mean, something great and so, something rotten. And you have to go to the top, don't you? you you've got, you've got, got to go to the, the top. top. You've got to look at the top. No, no, no. Let's say right. way up. You got those feathers there? Yeah, you How did you, you, how did you get them? Yeah. Whatever you did, do it again. (laughs) Isn't it good to be talking about Jack Troy? I was reminded of where we all were when uh, Josh had O'Carr for the Storm put in six tries. Six tries. Against the hapless uh, Reynolds-led bunnies the other night. It was just embarrassing. I I don't know what people thought they were doing. You'd have to swab them all, wouldn't you? Well, I think uh, you'd I think, have to get can, the barricades out. Would you say Wayne's lost the horse line? race? You'd have to get the barricades out and shoot the lot of them, wouldn't you? You would. Now, would you say Wayne's lost the room? Mm, Wayne's lost something. Well, you know, he's going to lose Reynolds. <laughs> As a colleague of mine pointed out, that uh, you know mm. Wayne's halftime speech was, "You're all geniuses. Yeah. Now go out there and do it." All right. Okay. You know that sort of thing. Mm. I can't help you. No. Anyway, it got us talking about. Uh, Six tries being scored. It hasn't happened since 1950, and that was uh, the great Jack Troy, mm-hmm. the Newtown Blue Bag. I never saw him play. He's a little bit before my time, but I got to know him pretty well. Yes. Lovely fella. Did he leave rugby league on a high note? He did. Yeah. He did. I think he played two tests. Um, didn't score, but was in a win. I think he was in the winning, the first time for 30 years Australia had beaten England in the Ashes. I think it was played in Australia. We lost the first test match in Brisbane but won the second two with uh, Troy in the team. Wow. That'd be a highlight. A real highlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, fantastic bloke. Always had a lot of stories to tell. Um, He used to say to me, um, people only turn up to watch wingers. (laughs) And there's a bit of truth to that, isn't there? Yeah, there is. A fair bit of truth to that. Um, He said uh, that he had... Terrible trouble with scrums. He hated them. He said they just hold up the game, and uh, people want to see people want to see the ball going out in the Do we, wind. Yeah, no, they don't <laughs> want to. That see was his scrum. view. It, yeah, it, it no, was a theme that you couldn't move him away from. No. Whenever you bumped into Jack Troy, that would be the first thing. Yeah. He said, you know, it was it was usually at a game of footy. You turn mm. Jack and be there, you know. And mm. how are you there, Jack? What are you here for, Roy? He'd say with a bit of a wink, and I'd say, I'm here to I'm here to watch the wingers. And he say, you're a good man. Yeah, good. Because people only turn up to watch wingers. People yeah. don't turn up to watch scrums. No. They don't want to watch scrums. No. They don't want to watch the ball. Swing it out to the wing. Could Volandis take a note of that? I suppose he could. Because he used to say, you know, Jack, he'd say, wingers are entertainers. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of truth to that, isn't mm-hmm. there? When we think of the great wingers uh, we've, we've uh, watched over the years, great entertainers. Great, yeah. great entertainers. I mean, that's something, that's something we could that's open up. That's a real topic. It is a topic. Maybe yeah, in a couple of weeks. Phone lines in we'll a couple of hours' winger, time. Let's have a wingers weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eh? 
Now you're talking. Wingers weekend. Uh, now, the refs have been instructed to come down hard on high shots. Oh, man, how often do we hear this? The hourly. Hourly. Mm. And I tell you, it's never happened. I broke that story a while you ago did? when Annesley came out and said you he did? wanted the players to stop punching each other in the head. That's right. Because the tribunal was being overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, look at the weekend, this yeah, weekend so far. I, mean, not, I know, carnage. How many cases? Carnage. 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 Absolute carnage. It's been absolute carnage. And nothing will happen until we're talking send-offs. No, no. We've got to see set with we've got to see refs pointing off. Get off. Mm. Mm. That's what we've got to see. I mm. mean, people might come to see wingers, but people are going to want to come and see a ref standing pointing. I know, they love that. They love that. Yeah. That's going yeah. to get the people back. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Roy, um, Magic Round next week. Oh, Magic Round, I know. yes. Can I, I just subtext mm. to this? I'm not sure that I'm entirely happy with the use of the word magic in Magic Round. I, mm. I, I don't see what's magic about it particularly. Mm. I mean, people would say, wow, it's a magic that uh, the bunnies didn't get a point and magic yeah. that sharks didn't get a point, but their particular views. Mm. Just generally speaking, I'm just wondering what's magic about it. Anyway, the uh, commission... Yes, yeah, magic, it's interesting, isn't it? It's... What does magic mean? I know. Almost something happens that's inexplicable. Correct. Inexplicable. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, putting all the rugby league games together in the one space. Oh, that's inexplicable. That's inexplicable. Yeah, stupid though. <laughs> yeah, well, well. <laughs> Separate issue. Yes. Now, uh, the magician, Peter Volandes, the man with the plantar loons of plumage, insists the uh, next uh, day or so will be crucial in deciding whether the magic round will proceed with the NRL's biosecurity expert confident that the eight-game extravaganza, this is the nine newspaper, can survive despite Sydney's latest COVID outbreak. Now, uh, can I just ask, you know, I know I don't want to... I reveal too much when I say you've been mm-hmm. tasked for some years now as the biosecurity expert mm-hmm. uh, for the rugby league. You did that degree online from an Idaho university yes. and paid $4 for it. Yep. And uh, you've passed with flying colours. Did. Now, are you at all adjusting your focus or are we going back to what I consider slaving principles when it comes to mm. rugby league biosecurity? We will be. Yeah. Uh, this is just to reassure the Palaszczuk government um, I, I'm not privy to what's been said between uh, the Berejiklian government and the Palaszczuk government because mm-hmm. there has been in the past some friction when it comes to border control and border issues and I make a point of staying out of that particular argument. I don't mm-hmm. want to get involved. I'm, I'd like to put You're myself above You're a biosecurity expert, I, I not... I just talk biosecurity. Not now, uh, a state's borders expert. Okay, Magic round, we're going to have teams from Sydney going to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty easy to organise, HG. I've got the baths are ready. Ready, yeah. The, um, change rooms. The change rooms are there. And the showers. And the showers, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, all, that's, that's all you need. And we have so much sanitizer now. Because people aren't using it so much. People aren't using it. It's as cheap as. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you can get, uh, you can get, you know. Uh, Four-gallon drum? Easily for just a couple of bucks. Mm. 
And, uh, and I've, I've, got, I've got a supplier now who's been, who just makes it himself, just a sort of backyard sort of operation, but it's terrific stuff. Very good. Very good. Uh, very an cheap. bug killer. Yep. And I've got a truckload of it heading towards Brisbane as we speak. So right. it's ready. Right. Uh, the sanitizer's there. The baths are there. The showers are there. The players know what to do. Temperature checks. Are yep. you big on temperature checks? No, in? no. No. I'm not interested in temperature checks at all. All I want uh, to do is see a player... Nude. Completely nude, covered in the, the sanitizer and being hosed off. The surface of the lake was calm, and yet it was obvious that NRL secrets lurked in that deep black swamp. Secrets Volandis knew about and could only be revealed on the bludge. Now, Roy, um, jabs. Are you recommending that all players have jabs? Yeah, but uh, early in the week. Uh, ah, yes, because because yes, some and... some players, some people will get a reaction, yes, flu-like to... symptoms, mm-hmm. and it's not to be scared of. The flu-like oh. symptoms are absolutely normal. If you're getting uh, AstraZeneca or Pfizer, it doesn't matter. You will have a, a reaction, reaction to, to it. it. Flu-like symptoms that can last. Uh, up to 48 hours. Right. Um, so I've encouraged players to either have the jab immediately, immediately after a game and then they've got a lot of time. Mm. You know. And are you happy that club yep. doctors can do this? I, yes. You, know, you pointed out to me that you need a bit of space yep. so as you can observe the player after the, the jab. The player's got to be observed for roughly 15 minutes after the mm. jab, HG. Mm. That, that's, that's not an issue. Uh, I've shown the players how to jab themselves. And the funny thing is most of them knew how to do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're not going to lower your guard with regard the uh, the ha- the sanitizer bath no. and the hosing off no, no, no. and the nudity. No, no, no. Even the, if the they players are, are in the routine of it. Yes, now. I know. Yeah, it's excellent. To them, it? it's normal. They, yeah. uh, look, honestly, many of them have said to me, I, "I don't feel normal unless I smell like sanitizer." Now, coming to the magic ground. Yep. Uh, the NRL has come up with a well, a concept to change the post-game press conferences. Good. This sadly has brought some criticism from clubs. Now, wait for it. The NRL wrote to all 16 uh, <coughs> club officials on Wednesday to inform them of the potential one-off changes to next week's Magic Round. Right. Uh, they're going to move the press conferences from indoor to outdoor. Gee, I, is that because of COVID, HG, or is this some other reason, logistical reasons? Well, uh, as I understand it. Because I like a, seeing them indoors. Yeah, I, I know. It's just focus, weird. Focus, focus. Yeah, focus. Just people looking at magpies is not going to help anything. No, no, no. Any understanding of the game sure. or what you just said. And are said. they going to have the sponsorship hoarding behind them? I hope so. Good, because yeah, I like that. <laughs> now, rival coaches and captains will be sitting together and answer the questions after the match. Rival coaches and captains will be sitting together. Oh, man, is that a good idea? I don't think so. I don't think so. And That's how to end up in tears. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's rugby league we're talking about here. Rugby league, yeah, it's I know. It's tribal. Tri- tribal, that's it. And when you're coming off a loss, the last thing you want to do is sit down with the opponent captain. I oh, know. Imagine that. The winner. The smirks. Yeah, the smirks. The, the, the grinning. The superiority. Yes, yeah, thank no. you. Now, they're also going to have a fan questions. Mm. Oh, no, this is overcomplicating it. Fans qu- questions? Fans questions. You know, people who went to the magic oh, round sat in the stand. No. Now, these questions will be collated and moderated with the best two or three selected and asked following the official media questions by an MC who will run the press conferences in a structured way. They're turning it into a circus. Exactly. A, a circus. YouTube circus. Yes. Now, remember Kevin Gosper used to run the press conferences in the yes. old days? Now, it was 
you, you, yep. you. No, not you, you, yeah, you. I've had enough of you, you, all that sort of thing. Is that what it's going to be like? I suppose it will. I suppose it will. Fans will not actually be permitted to ask questions from the floor and security and event staff will... Oh. Well, hang on. How are they going to ask the questions? Written down on bits of paper. Oh, and the MC yeah. picks it up and At, says, oh, this has come from Dwayne of yeah. Ride or Caboolture. He mm. wants to know why you're so stupid. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> and event staff will be on hand to ensure fans who are in attendance are well behaved. What are they doing? Mm. Some clubs have little appetite for the changes and are unsure if their coach will agree to it, but clubs also surprised by the lack of consultation. Well, that's the whole thing with Volandis' rugby league. No yeah. one consults. No. The uh, decision could, be, uh, could make for some terse situations between the clubs if the losing coach feels that their side was robbed. Yeah. Don't go to the Canberra one. Because mm. no matter what happens... Stick's going to complain, isn't he? You know what we're going to get out of Stick. I know. It wasn't us out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now, mm. whose idea? Is this Abdo's idea or Vlander's idea? I know, Vlander's. That's got Vlander's. Vlander's written all over it. Dab, dab, dab's all over it. Oh, Lord. I don't... Michelle. Michelle is suggesting in lieu of magic round, would it be better to have it surreal round? Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Surreal round. And then you can get the... The press conference starts to make sense, doesn't it? it? Does. Dab sticks it in there with Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> both complaining. And what happens if the, both the coaches are taciturn? I mean, or is it or a sulking? Sulking, yeah. sulking. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, what Wayne often sulks. I know. You can't get a word out of him if the team's lost. Like the other night when they lost what forty-eight, fifty nil or something. Mm -hmm. how, how was it there, Wayne? Didn't say a word. Yeah. You, you saw the game. Yeah, you write it up the way you yeah, saw it. Write it up the way you saw it. You don't need me. You to don't do need it. me to say nothing. No, and I'm not going to say nothing, except the word nothing. <laughs> Rugby League Master Chef is holding auditions for the next series. If you are a ticketed rugby league player, send a sample of your handiwork to Master Chef headquarters. Stand by the stove and listen for details on bludging on the blind side. Um, speaking of surreal, Roy, this comes to the Trent Merrin story of the week. Um, mm, yeah. I began, uh, you know, obviously playing rugby league at the ISHS, mm. the Royal Sports High School. And then, as mentioned, the 31-year-old <clears throat> uh, announced his retirement last uh, month yeah. after a decorated career. Yeah. Now, he said it was a surreal feeling to have the field named after him at the school grounds. Mm. I was taken aback a bit. Mm -hmm. Well, you would be if it was surreal. Yeah. Uh, when I first found out about the new field, I mean, you dream about these things as a kid. Now, that's a big call. That is a big call. I've never known... I don't think I've known anyone. You've been to a lot of schools here. I have, and not one kid has put their hand up when I've said, what are your dreams? Not one of them has said to me, I'd love to have a field named after me, <laughs> Mr. Slovan. No one. That's never happened. Now, In fact, I've often asked kids, hey, kids, would you like to have a field named after you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a winger. Yeah. They get all the action. I want to be an entertainer. Yeah. To be able to come back to where it all started mm. and say now that there's a field named after me, I'm very proud and honoured. First putting on the ISHS jersey at 2006 for what used to be the Arrive Alive Cup. Oh, Can yeah. you remember that schoolboy competition? Mm, no, I can't, but it sounds great. <laughs> and what happened to it? And why don't we still have the Stay Alive Cup? Don't know. That's a good Stay question. Stay Alive. 
And then entering the Dragon System 2004, I think uh, playing against the best kids from all around Australia, really set up a core base of what it takes to be a professional rugby league player. Oh, okay. Mm. Now, when Merritt's, Merrin's immediate uh, retirement plans involving spending more time, well, this is, uh, you know, he hopes that his son... Mm with his family, can become part of the school rugby league program. Oh, isn't that great? And have a dream of getting a field named after yeah, him uh, at ah, his school. So there could be three fields at the school. Oops. One would be named after Trent and the other after the kids. Yeah. Trent's kids. Yeah. Oh, what a brilliant idea. Did they have three or four no, fields there, HG? No. They don't. Oh, and, okay. and I don't think the Merrin family have uh, – they've only got one son. Oh, okay. Maine. Oh, well, that puts so, a lot of pressure on Maine to get a field named after him. It does. It? it does. Or ambition – Maine Merrin. The main Merrin ground near the Trent Merrin ground. Is that the one? Yeah, I prefer the main. Yeah. Now, can I say this? But what a forward-looking and forward-thinking school principal. I know. That's That's, uh, that's fantastic. I know. And, and, and why hasn't this been talked up by, I don't know who the, 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 the state education, education minister is? I've got no but idea. But that should have been question. worthy of a conference and there should have been a crew sent to the school where the minister would be there to introduce and the principal un- who would introduce Trent, who would introduce Maine. And unveiling some sort of plaque. Some sort of a plaque, yes. yes. And maybe a toilet, open a toilet block oh, or something. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, you know, don't want to give rugby league players ideas. A bit young to think about romance. Yeah, no, no, what I meant was change rooms, modern change rooms. Oh, change rooms, yeah, Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously. Sure. (laughs) I I mean, all I was hoping for was something, you know, where people could go and not feel embarrassed that they had to change in their cars. (laughs) Oh, right. Or behind trees, which are planted. So I assume the school's got change rooms. Oh, I wouldn't bet on that. No, all right. Okay. Um, What high school is it again? Illawarra Sports Illawarra High. Illawarra Sports oh, I suppose They'd they would. have. Yeah, that's true. Would, of course that's they true. would. Now, can you think of other things like, uh, I mean, would you like the, <clears throat> the change gym, What about no? the gymnasium? gymnasium? Would there be a gymnasium? The school Some hall? Pool? What about the school itself? Why couldn't it become Trent Merrin High? Oh, I like that. As last season's The Zombie Apocalypse awaits collection on bin night, we are now in the season of Grope 754. The Watchmen of Faith have seen off the dreaded Fafitas and declared peace in the galaxy's faraway cluster on bludging on the blind side. And, Roy, something that'll never happen in rugby league, but uh, this week players risk being penalised or sent to the sin bin for abusing the set restarts at six again mm-hmm. after the NRL has launched a crackdown on the controversial six again rule. So they bring in these rules mm-hmm. which don't work mm-hmm. and then wonder why coaches think of ways of exploiting the fact that the rule is there and not working. Yeah. Now, I remember when it came in, I said to you, ah, oh, I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Players are going to get absolutely whacked. Yeah. Players with the ball are going to get absolutely whacked in the first tackle. Yeah. And what it appears to be is that coaches are prepared to get six again if they slow up the play That's enough right. in that first couple of tackles. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now. Coaches, co- you can never trust them. No. They never put the game ahead of themselves. They always put their team ahead of the game, don't yeah, they? They do. In a bid to stop coaches and teams from engaging in exploitive uh, exploitative tactics, the NRL has announced changes to its rules. Starting this weekend, referees will take stronger action for what the NRL described as tactical breaches regarding 10 metres or ruck infringements, especially for repeat or deliberate offences early in sets. Okay. Does that mean someone's going to be sent off? I doubt it. 
it comes as... What are you going to do to get sent off these days? Uh, I think murder. Murder. Yeah. I I wouldn't, you know, let's face it, and I don't mean to give people ideas. If you drove a car out of the car park into, say, uh, Bankwest Stadium Mm. and then tried to run a few players over, you might get sent off if you were, you know, didn't have the ball at the time. (laughs) If you had the ball at the time, it'd probably be okay. Okay. Now... It comes as Fox Sports Lab revealed that a whopping 63% of set restarts occurred between tackles uh, zero and two. That's right. Now, similarly, 35% of restarts occur on the first two, uh, two tackles of a set. The result, teams can be, uh, the re- as a result, teams can be dominated in the ruck and struggle to flip field position or momentum. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't know what we do about this. I, I mean, I find the whole six again thing just baffling because it appears to exist only in the mind of the referee yeah. on a whim. Now, you don't, you don't, you're not explained. Nobody tells you what the offence is. So there's also been confusion. This is what apropos of your point as to what each specific restart is punishing, yeah. which the NRL plans to alleviate by announcing the nature of the breach via stadium PA systems on, on the big screen. Well, what a who, good idea! Who's yeah, going to who, announce it? Yeah, but exactly. Who's going to announce it? What are you going to read, Jared Sutton's mind? Well, is that what it's or is, to or, is, to? or is Sutton going to say something? Is Sutton going to have a microphone that he's going to? You know, I don't know how they're going to do six this. Six again for holding on. Now, six ref- again for being stupid. Six, right. Oh, right. Yeah, well, he's been stupid all day, ref. <laughs> Referees will also <laughs> be more vigilant in identifying players who break early from scrums. Oh, yeah. no, just give them more to do and encourage to use the sin bin or send-offs for contact. Send-offs. Being- That's what <laughs> we want. <laughs> That's the first reference I've seen to send-offs in 20 years. Now. Can I come to this thing that you've observed, mm. which is a sort of one-on-one strip created by yeah. a number of people involved in the tackle? Take us through it. That's right. Three people get on, get involved in the tackle. Two hold him up until the bloke has the ball. Uh, the, the, the third tackler has, you know, a grip on the ball with the player holding the ball. The other two tacklers fall away and then the ball is reefed. Mm. Now, strictly speaking, it was a one-on-one strip because the other two had stepped away in the instant before the strip occurred. But it's a close-run thing. I know. It's and it's unfair. not in the spirit of rugby league. No. no. Is that I hate it. it. Is that something it's a Bellamy principle that's uh, been in. It's Bellamy. I know. I know. Bellamy. And probably Cam Smith came up with the idea and phoned Bellamy about, hey, I've got yeah. an idea. <laughs> have, you, have you, Cam? What yeah. is it? <laughs> now, can I just ask also, yeah. Yeah. is this thing about the six again, mm. How much of an advantage is it if you oh, rest? Enormous if you hang on. Enormous. Hang on. Sorry, but if you rest control of the momentum of the attacking side, mm. see what happens is on line oh. line breaks. Yeah. Some players scoot off and they left left the rest of the players behind down on the twenty. Yeah. So when they get up to the uh, opposition's yeah. twenty, yeah. all of a sudden they've got to be slowed right up. They do. Yeah. They do. So as you can get set. And that's where and that's where I think if the attacking team is penalised is punished. By slowing the play down too much, that's when you've got to have someone sent off for a professional, professional foul. foul. Now, here's Annesley. It's not a change. These rules have been placed all year. It's a reminder to clubs that referees have have the backing of the NRL to ensure these rules are complied with as much as possible. Oh, Lord. They put in rules as much as possible. As much as possible. What does that mean? Yeah. I'll tell you who's a master of it is the half for uh, Parramatta. 
Oh, yeah. He's very good. He's very good. In he slowing the play down. Yeah, yeah, slowing the play down. Oh. Yeah, and tackle. He doesn't often get ping six again. Right. Mm. So what's his technique? He just uh, technique. Flops, uh, flops. Magic. Magic. <laughs> don't want to give too much away. <laughs> Okay. Uh, now, uh, obviously, uh, I don't know where we go with that. that that's yeah. just going to have to be. Well, it's, well, look, the, the the rules are becoming. Look, I hate to say it, but a little bit like rugby union. <laughs> right. You I know, at rugby union, they just pull a penalty out of nowhere. Yeah, and then try and explain and then, it, and then afterwards. try and explain it. You know, truck and trailer or anything from the side or some other nonsense. Mm. Well, this is worse I know. because there's no explanation given. Just six again. Why? Can you, in the run of the thing, do they stop hmm. and say, I've given six again, yeah. and the reason why I've given six again is because of, obviously, you know, slowing the play up or yeah, holding the play yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's that going to work? How's that going to work? It'll rob. <coughs> players yeah. will be doing it more. It'll rob momentum. No, it'll have to come up at half time. Oh. The six agains were given for this reason. Mm-hmm. The 24th minute. For holding on. The 29th, you see what I mean? Yeah. Is that going to satisfy people? Dullsville. They'll be going back to watch wingers. They will. Bludging on the blind side as a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side uh, for another hour. Remember, of course, if you want to relive all the disappointment of Bludging on the Blind Side, it'll be available as a podcast not long after we finish uh, broadcasting here on the ABC. Now, uh, getting in touch with the program's easy, texting 0467920222, that's 0467920222, and old style <coughs> slow mail, roynhg at abc.net.au. And always at this time, after uh, the first hour, we have a few emails. Roy, who have you got there and what are they saying? Yeah, just uh, on, on the text to begin with, HG, uh, someone suggesting this is Troy. Same with Volanda's latest efforts to ruin rugby league via two conferences and the United Press conferences, I'm putting him forward as the front runner in this year's Verstappen. Whoa, that's ha- a big call. It is. Happy rugby league, he says. And someone is suggesting spice up the game with two more wingers. Think about it. Fifteen aside with four wingers. That's come from JT. <laughs> Is that the JT as in Jonathan Thurston? Well, it may well be. Uh, well, he'd well be JT's always thinking, thinking outside the box. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. But that'd four be great. Wingers. Four wingers. Wow. Wow. We'd have to widen what the field. What would Bellamy do with that? Yeah, no. <laughs> Slow the game down. <laughs> yeah, would you widen the field? I oh, hadn't thought of that. Or play it sideways. Have a really wide field with not far to travel. Wow, really open rugby league. I think up. that's worth experimenting with. Mm. That's the first I've heard of that idea. Yeah. Could be just a thought. Play off the long wall, oh, as they call be, it. Yeah, could be just a, a thought bubble. Now, Janet Haddam's been in touch. Oh, yeah, she, Taylor Bend. Taylor Bend. Now, this is happening this weekend. Listen to this. Holden owners across Australia are being invited to celebrate the brand's remarkable motorsport legacy in South Australia at this year's OTR Sprint Super Sprint at the Bend Motorsport Park this weekend. It's on as we speak. As we speak. The final raw Holden tribute will farewell the brand from the Supercars champion before Commodore is re- replaced with the Camaro in 2022. Right. 
Now, commencing at the National Motor Museum in Adelaide Hills, the convoy will travel to the Bend Motorsport Park today. All participants will receive Holden show bags on arrival at the Bend and we're given an exclusive use of the Turn 17 grandstand for the day. Exclusive <clears> use? The area to be renamed Holden Heaven for the weekend. Wow, they've thought it through, haven't Isn't they? That, that's Turn 7, Holden Heaven. Tail and Bend, it's a <clears> great spot. The bludging on the blind side inspired park and view areas will also return at turns 1, 2, 4, 5, turns 14, 15 and turn 17, which is selling quickly. And how about that um, idea that you had about yeah. uh, putting a white line down the middle and having... Oh, going uh, both contra. ways. Yeah. yeah. Racing on both sides of the track. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, who wouldn't? Especially in Holden. It's a real dream. Uh, this year's OTR Super Sprint will have its largest ever on and off track entertainment program, including $10 return shuffle bus from Adelaide CBD, Taylor Bend Street Parky, uh, Party Thursday night, that must have been last Thursday night, last night's uh, roll racing on Pitt Street, on Pitt Strait, uh, the Saturday night fireworks, that's on tonight, the Saturday night concert, the Angels and the Oils are playing. Wow! That's really great. That's incredible, isn't it? There's the Hot Wheels stunt team, the drag racing demonstrations on track and a family zone including carnival rides and a sideshow alley. And a quiet room? <clears throat> yes, there is a quiet room. Good. Isn't that fantastic? That's she says, as always, you'll find me at the front in the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava caravan selling tea towels for the victims of the punt and handing out pamphlets for punt seeker. Isn't that fantastic? Well, that, that's a great thing. And mm. no wonder people, I think uh, South Australia was one of the few states which had an increase in population this uh, Did it in really? the recent survey. Wouldn't surprise me with it's this sort of stuff exactly going on. Exactly, that's what I mean. And they've got and the showdown today, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, Port Power playing the Crows. That's right. Are they and wearing the... I hope so. I'm hoping so. I don't know what Eddie Maguire's done to stop them. Mm. Uh, obviously, the uh, the problem here is the Collingwood jumper looks a lot like the Port Power jumper with the prison bars on it. Yeah. But the uh, Port Power people think, well, that's part of our heritage. Why yes. can't we wear it for the showdown? And weren't they threatened that if they did play with them on, they'd lose their points? Yeah, I know. I think it's worth doing, though. I think what it's a, worth doing. What a message. You've got to make a point. You've got you to take a make stand. Make a point. It's either heritage or it's not. Yeah. It's Maybe either. the Tasmanian heritage cheese people could get involved. Paying the fines. Yes. Incurred. Yeah, what a great idea. Now, Graham's been in touch. Good. He says, uh, Nicola McDermott, you recall that this is our high jumper. High jumper, We think might yeah. be related to Craig McDermott. And We're not sure. We haven't had this uh, verified. New Australian record. Yes. Two metres, I think, she jumped. That's an amazing amount of Two metres. Space. Now, Nicola McDermott, uh, according to Graham, says, a wonderful, wonderful pianist. South Korea, 2015, an Aussie team had a team formal lunch, a grand piano on stage. Nicola waltzed up and blew us all away. Could Nicola play the national anthem for every Aussie gold medal in Tokyo, including her own? This is Graham in Maitland suggesting this. What a great idea. It now, that, great that's idea. the sort of thing this thing needs. Mm. I mean, no crowds, no. but if we can get artists <coughs> out of the yeah. participants, yeah. I reckon we've got a show. Well, that makes sense because Craig McDermott uh, was a terrific entertainer. <laughs> he used to tickle the ivories, as they say. Right. And he could play the trombone. He could at the play same the trombone. Yeah. That, that is the slide trombone, not the valve trombone. No, slide trombone, yeah. He's very good at that. Uh, music in the family. Now, uh, Stephen's been in touch from Toralba. He says, I was listening to the podcast in the car today. Heard your comments at the opening that we don't hear much about Sabal, uh, sorry, Sebastian Vettel anymore. The reason he's now slow and hopeless. 
You might recall Vettel was the bane of Mark Webber's existence when they were teammates years ago. Vettel repeatedly disobeyed team orders and cheated every chance he could on his way to four world titles. He then signed a big money deal to join Ferrari but got slower and slower as the years went by. He says, I hope a similar fate awaits Max Verstappen. Isn't that weird how people follow duds like Mm, that, you know? Well, I wonder what Vettel's doing. Oh, you beauty, he's 15th. Jason's been in touch. Mm-hmm. He says, gentlemen, happy rugby league. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the toilet trustees could be oh, yeah. re- reunited in a rugby league version of Married at First Sight called Married at First Flush. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does. I mean, it's, it's, got a, it's got a certain charm. It does have a charm, an yeah. old-fashioned charm, yeah. doesn't it? They could revisit the cubicle in question and after finishing the job... Flush, if in mutual agreement and a commitment for the football season, other couples could be married in other cubicles across the code and hopefully some in country pubs managed by ex-rugby league players. Well, he's thought it through, he hasn't has. he? And is this a television show? Well, I suppose, well Married, you know, at first, uh, Married at First Sight was a great television yeah, show. No, what I meant was is he... Married at First Flush, yes. Yes. <laughs> now, mm. Richard's been in touch, he's... From Armadale, he says, uh, it's spreading the, to the arts and culture world. At his excellent concert in Armadale on Saturday, Tim Freeman of the Whitlams wished all in the audience happy rugby league. What? Is he allowed to do that? I know you've got disputes with I going, going should on. Not have, I shouldn't have read this one because Volandis is going to get on to Tim Freeman and find And him. the concert. Promoters and the uh, you'll be looking at the CCTV footage to see exactly how far that went. Mm. Now, someone on the text is suggesting, suggesting Father John Coots is the first rugby league oh, you, saint. I think you, we raised this last, last weekend. weekend yeah. yeah, I think and it's a thought starter. It's a thought starter. Andrew's been in touch. He says uh, about the patron saint for rugby league. I can't believe the most obvious name wasn't mentioned. The only player who was successfully umpired whilst playing, Cameron Smith. Talk about miracles, playing and umpiring at the same time. Truly remarkable. Yeah. But I think the miracles have got to be more yeah, obvious yeah. and involve the people. Thanks very much, the people. It's got mm. to, it's got to Not be players. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now, look, I, we were inundated this week and there are a couple of tremendous emails that, that uh, will take a little while to work through. We'll get to them next week. Okay, that's really good. And a great wrap-up there of the emails. We'll take a short break and be back with more bludgeon in a moment. Every hour of the day, somewhere in the world, a rugby league referee's whistle is being blown. (laughs) Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Odds and sods, Roy. Some of the world's top golfers have been offered huge contracts to join the Saudi Arabia-backed billion-dollar breakaway Super League. What a great idea. Now, Jay Monaghan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, is trying to fend off attempts mm. of the Premier Golf Leagues, that's the PGL, yep. the PGL, uh, to entice leading stars of the 18 tournament, uh, uh, to the 18 tournament world tour. Right. Uh, but the Super League Chiefs are not backing down, despite the PGA Tour bringing in £28.8 million pound bonus structure mm. for the top 10 players only two weeks ago. Right. The PGL bosses are delivering offers reportedly worth £21.5 million pound mm-hmm. to players like Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, uh, uh, Bryson de Chambray, uh, Chambeau, rather, yeah. and uh, promising seven point, uh, sorry, $7 million pound prizes 
well, just pots of money. Right. Monaghan is seeking pledging loyalty from players <coughs> who attended the meeting on Tuesday before playing in this week's Wells Fargo's Championship in North Carolina. Mm. Now, um... Usually Super Leagues are born out of mm, more profit to be eked out for the owners, so to speak, or it comes about when players feel as if they're not being remunerated enough by the, yeah, the more traditional owners, structure. custodians yeah. of the competition. Do we know what's causing this? Actually, I thought uh, golfers felt reasonably well remunerated. Right, I haven't got a clue. No, uh, no. I assume that this is. Uh, I mean, it sounds fascinating. I, fascinating I is the word. That's right. I mean, That's some right. of those layouts they've got in Saudi Arabia, sand traps, oh, going for the whole hole. Incredible. Hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not incredible. sure what, how they're going to do it, but it sounds yeah. as though they're playing it all around the world, right. and obviously television's involved. Oh, television. And I think would be the involved. idea, yeah. as I understand it, the thing that drives mm. these things is yeah. if the dominant players in the world can play against each other all the time. Oh, I see. See, Rather when we were than have kids, to qualify. Yeah, well, when we were kids, there used to be a, a tennis competition. I want to say it was Jack Kramer's. I never went to Oh, it, yeah, Jack Kramer's, yeah. Yeah, so this was – he brought up the players, the tennis players, who people wanted – who were the best players yeah. and made them play each other all the time. Well, so, that was slightly different. I mean, Jack Kramer was offering a professional. He was offering to pay true. the yeah, players. Yeah, I got you. That's true. Whereas it, up until that point it would they be were an amateur. amateur. Competition, yeah. So to win Wimbledon, you couldn't do it if you were earning money. You had to be an amateur. Right. So right. No the Jack Kramer got... revolution. Yeah, revolution. Revolution. Well, you know, it did. Uh, it, it, it forced, forced change in change the game. Change in the game. Yeah. And maybe we've got to force change with the PGA. Maybe the PGA is not remunerating the players enough. Maybe that's it. Yes. Uh, do you worry that sometimes, you know, <clears> you lose track of. Because there's so many competitions, so many. I mean, the Masters, sorry, yeah. the, the four majors. Well, it's are, the big four, yeah. Yeah, sit, but that's the same with tennis, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's so many, like the Madrid Open, I mean. Who cares, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Ash Barty may well win it. She may well win it. We hope she does. That will make it interesting. And that would be great. Yeah, but in the. But in it's the, not a major. No. Is it? It's not a slam. No. It's and not then a slam. You, so they go to Roland Garros, and yeah. then people think, well, who cares about that apart from Rafa Nadal? Sure. Who wins it all the time? Yeah. Yeah, but they might have some terrific ideas. Like, like jazzing uh, it up. Jazzing it up, putting put the players into funny gear. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah. And wiring them up so you, you get the talk between the caddy and the yeah. player. You know, you need a... Yeah. You need a nine-on here. Yeah, you no, need a... I don't. I need a do, one. Yeah, you need a nine-on. No, no I need, no, need one. A one-on? Yeah, you can't one use on. a one-on. Why should you use a putter? Oh, well, use a putter then. <laughs> Can I tell you off the putter? No, I don't tell you off with your putter. Yardage, how far do I have to eat it? Yeah. 150 metres. How fast that sandbar away? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're standing in it. Now, we come to the uh, the underpan announcement. Uh, oh, know, yes. For the, uh, this would cause some controversy, of course. Mm. Uh, so the underpan uh, announcement was that the official underwear brand of the Australian Olympic team and Paralympic teams in Tokyo mm. will be Jockey. Now, Does that I'm, mean they've got to wear jockey HG? That worries Do they have me. to? Yeah. But what happens if it's an uncomfortable fit? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean. Because jockey's not made for everyone. I no, mean, I'm not right. sure they're arguing it is, but others might prefer bonds. Yeah. Or teammate. 
Oh, very specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. made by rugby league players, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the Josh Papali ones, or with those the, new ones, of... the, the, the tradie ones. Oh, the tradie. What's his name? The honey badger. Oh, the honey badger. Yeah, isn't he a great ambassador Total for the uh, underpants? Yes. Uh, funny, no, funny, funny. Yeah, yeah. You, that ad you want to watch it all the time. All the time. And he's in his socks. Oh no, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, people say, you know, like the swimmers say, well, we stand around half nude all the time. It doesn't worry us. And then other people are more yeah. uh, circumspect about having to strip off everything to sh show that they've got the, uh, mm. you know, underpants on. And then you wonder about Rafa's, speaking yeah. of Rafa Nadal, what, who, who's his underpants, underpants sponsor? Because he I've needs no to, idea. He needs to get a better one. <coughs> I suppose so. He's, yeah. He's oh, a, well, of course. Yes. Yeah, he has that. He has so, that problem of a hungry yeah. bum. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And so I... But maybe his bum would chew whatever underpants you oh, put on it. Right. Maybe yeah, he's true. just got one of those weird Spanish bums that appear every couple of centuries. <laughs> Matt Preston is 11 letters. Gary Megan is 11 letters. Bludging On is 11 letters. The Blind Side is 11 letters. Interested? So are we. Here on Bludging On The Blind Side. And I must thank a relative for this one. Um, you know, this is to do with a jockey who changed his name by depot and used it to operate a betting account while still running it riding under the old name. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's a breath of what fresh air. What a ever brilliant thought. idea. <laughs> How long has this been going on? <laughs> Some time. <laughs> he, he was disqualified. That means you could bet on yourself or, yeah, exactly. or not. Yeah, as the case may be. Yeah. He's been disqualified for a total of eight years. I'm referring to Terry <laughs> Trichel, who rode over uh, 1,200 winners across New South Wales, uh, Queensland, before relocating to the Northern Territory. Mm. Now, when the uh, TRNT, that's the Thoroughbred Racing Northern Territory, stewards began investigating allegations of betting activity at Alice Springs, they discovered Trichel had changed his name to Daniel Jack Smith. Daniel Jack Smith? DJ Smith? DJ Smith, exactly. Whoa. I know, that's a bit of a giveaway. Well, what did people around town call him? Like DJ or stick with the other name? Well, I would have changed it to something like Roman <laughs> which wasn't such a Ian Hoyt point. <laughs> that's where it gets difficult, doesn't it? It does. So did he change all his bank accounts yeah. and his credit cards and stuff like Car that? Car rego, all of that? The 41-year-old Smith. Blow into this. Yeah, that's right. Terry or was it blow into this TJ? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, now, the 41-year-old Smith, formerly Trichel, <laughs> gets a bit weird, doesn't it? Pleaded guilty to all 32 charges issued against him while a licensed jockey between uh, July 2019 and t December 20, to answer your question, uh, he had 18 months on the run under as the uh, Daniel Jack Smith. Now, these included falsely declaring his licence application that his name was Terry Trichel. Uh, when he had changed it to Smith. Yeah. So you understand how this works. He changes his name to Smith when he punts, and the rest of the time he's Terry. Anyway, he committed 27 breaches of the betting rules, 16 relating to his own mounts, and 11 on uh, runners in the race that he was involved in. He placed approximately 174 bets on races. He has not... Uh, he has not riding uh, through various betting accounts. He was not riding through various betting accounts. Mm. There was no evidence of any corruption in these races. Oh, good. You know, the, the jockey went on. Well, why would you need to? Yeah. The major thing is, as I say, at the scene of a crime, be someone be else. Be someone else, yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, one of the accounts was opened in 2015. Smith uh, could be investigated by racing New South Wales and Queensland as he was licensed in both jurisdictions. Uh, the inquiry notice said, this is a unique set of circumstances not seen before in Australian racing. Uh, 
I find that hard to believe. Oh, I find that very hard to believe. I find that very hard to believe. And I bet you there's 20 people out there doing it now. The coveting uh, of the change of identity and subsequent volume of betting whilst licensed as a jockey is unprecedented. Now. Gee, how long does it take to turn over with the deed pile, HG? Can you just go into the post oh. office and say, look, I, I want to be known as DJ Smith now? And they I, say, oh, yeah, fill out the form. Thanks very much. Go. Off you go, DJ. Uh, Enjoy your life. I don't think it takes that long. What no. your problem is changing the rest of your life into the new uh, thing. So you'd have to get sure, a new Sure, sure. But if you went to the post office and got changed your name by deed pile, then go down to the TAB and then on your way back, pass by the post office and get your name turned back again, can you do that? Uh, I, I, think I know you, it's still breaking the law. But I think you can. <laughs> I think you can. I'd see no reason why you can't do that. No. I mean, they might start to question, why is this bloke coming in every second day to change his name to DJ Smith? Well, I suppose that would <laughs> be a bit odd. <laughs> but disguise can help you there. Oh, yeah. You know, put on a mo <clears throat> and a hat and all that sort of stuff and wear yeah. plus fours and say, you know, maybe a Scottish accent. Yeah. You know, get away <laughs> no, with sure. It. Now, what I find interesting about this, though, is how <clears throat> did they find out? Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, DJ Smith winning too much? Well, I suspect he told someone. Oh. That old thing. Never tell anybody if you're involved in crime. Yeah. Uh, but what it's going to get to is such an odd story. I mean, given that... Oh, unless <clears throat> in the TAB uh, someone said to me, oh, good day, DJ. How yeah. are you? And oh, the, Terry, how are you? Oh, Terry, have you met DJ? Oh, hang on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got to go to... Which a... are you, mate? Are you Terry or DJ? Well, I'm both. E-or-e-or cops. No. Good Terry in there. Terry in there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, DJ, where's Terry? <laughs> now, hang on. He might be betting with an account, obviously. Oh, well, he would be. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's right. No, so I don't have to no, go to the TV. No, right? I'm DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, now. Okay. It is a, a thing that what's weird is, is it's a sort of very modern mm. crime idea. Mm. Uh, you know, all those things about in the old days, yeah. um, you know, the jockeys would go to Ballarat and they'd be riding there and they'd have a beer in the pub afterwards and they'd say, well, we pulled up this one and you got away with yeah. that one and yeah. the stewards would overhear them. That was the only way they found out what was going on. Oh, right. Here, it's sort of much more. Yes. Radar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a baffling case. Do we know who uh, who solved the case, HG? No, I've got no idea of the, I assume, some sort of um, right. probe yeah. uh, by the, uh, you know, the wallopers on course right. and the stewards and so on who thought this is a bit weird and certainly was. September the 8th, sleepers wake. This is bludging on the blind side. Uh, Roy, these two bouts that are looming with enormous interest now, the... Uh, yeah. Obviously, the bout between uh, Tim Zhu and Michael Zarafa. That looks as if it's going personal. It's it does. Personal, it's, get, it? it's getting weird. Um, <clears throat> now, that's confirmed. July the 7th, Newcastle Entertainment Centre. Good. It's set to settle one of the biggest feuds in Australian boxing. Oh, well, there you are. Huge feud. How, how did they generate that feud, actually? Do we know where it, it came from? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... it's well, I mean, it always helps. A feud is A feud's essential. great, yeah. You see, this is what worries is, me. Is Hooney and Gal, have they got no, a feud? No, they haven't got a feud. You see, that great feud there was uh, Barry Hall and Gal. Yeah. Noodles and Stool. Yeah. I mean, they, it wrote itself. It did. You know, they're two big they blokes. They just hate each other's guts. They hate each other's guts, yeah. They couldn't stand <laughs> couldn't each other. Couldn't be in the same room. Couldn't be in the same room. Coming back to the uh, to the zoo, yeah. Zarafa bout, he's a little circus act. He's one of those YouTube boxers and he acts the same way. 
I don't care who he is in front of me. Once the bell rings, it's all that's matters. All his, this acting, I'm not worried about what he can do and what he wants. We'll see what he brings, but he's got a lack of respect for sure and he's got a very big mouth. That's Ooh. Zoo talking. Wow. Uh, another problem he's got is he thinks he's someone he's not. He thinks he's Conor McGregor. Does he? This is a rapper. He thinks he's Conor McGregor. <laughs> wow. He must be a bit mad. I know. But is that feudable? Feudable? Think, think, if well, you, you think see, someone wants to be Conor McGregor. Oh, no, so much that. I mean, you know, being someone else. You <clears> see, we <throat> just talked about Terry Rice, Terry Trichel and DJ. Yeah. But didn't Zarafa uh, start the feud? Didn't he say, oh, you're, you're only the second best zoo? You're not as good uh, as your I old man. I think that's true. That's true. You're not, you're not as good as your old man. Your old man, he's a great fighter. You're not. <laughs> Disrespect. Yeah, Disrespect. Uh, I know. So he says here, uh, you know, this is uh, Zoo. He really thinks it uh, and uh, truly believes it, and that's the problem. The best thing in boxing is that you, he's going to get a reality check. A reality check, yeah. exactly, and it usually comes in the form of a, punch a left jab and an yeah. uppercut. That's right, and flat on your back. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, Zarafa speculated that Zoo was afraid of taking this fight, saying we put out a million on offer yeah. for him to fight and there was still no bite. What's Tim's excuse? There's money flying around everywhere, and he he he's, and he has no overseas option. I think he, he I think he, I'm his kryptonite. His kryptonite. Yeah, meaning he goes weak. Yeah, I know that. I know mm. what kryptonite is. Wow. I want him to feel deep. Uh, I want to feel that presence <clears throat> because deep down in his little soul of his, he'll be panicking. What I believe is that is a soft side to him. Everyone's got a soft side in them, but I'm going to expose his soft side. His soft side. All this acting's not going to work with me. I'm going to look through his soul and I'm going to expose that. This is a raffer. So, yeah, no, this is Zoo oh, talking about. Oh, this is Zoo. Oh, that's Talking about like Zarafa, it. yeah. Yeah, right. Now, Zoo. So everyone's got a soft side. So he reckons Zarafa's got a soft side. Yeah, he's going to see Zarafa's not going to like that. He doesn't yeah, no, want no, 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 he won't expose that. I don't that. know if Zarafa's got a soft side or not. I, I can't know. tell. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And it's going to be a reality check. Yes, and he's going to look through his soul. Your soul. Has he got a soul, Zarafa? I don't think so. <laughs> now, uh, Zoo is the WBO number one super world weight in the world. <clears throat> uh, but the champion, Brian Castano, is fighting a unification bout against the WBC, WBA, IBF king, uh, Jamel Charlo in July. Mm-hmm. Now, Zoo's fight against the Raffer will be formally, obviously, this Thursday. Yes. Uh, and the idea is if Zoo can get over Zarafa, that'll catapult him into that mix, that heady mix at the top of the uh, WBC, WBA, IBF. Uh, oh, he'd be looking for someone like Floyd Mayweather or someone well, like that. Well, I know, he's, I know go he's retired, but, but he'd be looking for a heavy hitter, wouldn't he? He would. Castano, he'd be number two or three in the world. He would. Castano or uh, Charlo, I think he says. Now, now. We, we come to the other side of the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Gallon's threatened to walk away from a million-dollar pay uh, day against Well, Hughes. with Hooney, why? Yeah. Why if, is Gal walking away? He's got he's, a soft side. <laughs> if, he's, <laughs> if he's forced to fight in Queensland. Oh, Gal no. hates Queensland. I know, I know. The late change of date has left uh, promoter Don Lonergan scrambling to find a venue, having locked in Horden Pavilion only to be told it would not be available a week earlier. Oh. Among Gallon's conditions for an Australian heavyweight title fight bout was that he would not fight in Queensland. That's a big condition. Yeah. But Lonergan pe- has pencilled in the Gold Coast Convention Centre as an option because he's yet to finalise the deal with alternative venues in Sydney. Lonergan is also talking Brisbane Convention Centre, lock it in with the next 48 hours. It's understood Gallon will make up to $1.5 million from the fight against Tooney with yeah. 900000 guaranteed uh, pay-per-view. Right. Uh, but 
Uh, now, uh, the fight won't happen. Uh, Dean has an agreement, don't have to fight in Queensland. But now, as I understand it, late news, it's going to be moved into this boutique yeah. fighting venue inside the television studios of Foxtel where only two people will be allowed in. It's going to be fascinating to see how they score it. That will be fascinating to see. Now, is this at the Fox Studios HG near the Sydney Cricket Ground? Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I think more likely to be in Ride. I'd rather have a... I oh, Ride. Yeah. It could be is Gal happy to fight in Ride, I no, suppose? I don't is. think so, no. I d- well... Ride. I don't think but he's But I find it baffling that Dan Lonergan cannot find a venue in New South Wales. That does worry me. Uh, I mean, how about... I mean, what is going on? Yeah. What about Stadium Australia? What about... A Bankwest Stadium? Cobra Jubilee Oval? Well, it's Why not Shark Park? Watsford Oval? Would that be available? Watsford Oval. It's got the lift. <laughs> Bludging on the blind side is calling for September the 8th to be National Rugby League Day. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, uh, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. Um, you know, um, mm. the boxing uh, competition, well, you know, the, uh, at the Olympics. Oh, yeah. I understood that you had to be amateur, but now you're allowed to be oh. have professional fights before you go to the Tokyo. Do you understand the rules now about uh, boxing? I don't, I don't. But then again, you're Who allowed. Does? I mean, tennis players can be professional. Ah, true. Um, you assume surfers could be professional Surfers, as well. yeah. I, I think, <clears throat> you know, the days of amateurs are gone. Because no one would go. No one would go. Mm. Gee, that's an indictment on Sad, the world, isn't, isn't it? it? Now, speaking of money, yep. the Benny Elias-led consortium seeking to take ownership of the West Tigers' has tabled an offer believed to be as high as $15 million. Wow. Now, yeah. uh, the Tigers' officials... What's gone up? It was about $8 million last I week. I know, doubled. You know, while Tigers' officials are claiming the club is not for sale, former teammate of uh, The Door, mm. Blocker Roach, has strongly urged directors to consider the bid. Well, Blocker knows. Oh, Blocker knows money. Money, yeah. uh, And how much the Tiger Town is worth. Does he, has he estimated what it's worth? No, but I think he's doing some back-of-the-envelope calculations. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, Roach yeah. said the consortium would bring top end of town into the club. Now, this is where I, I, I haven't flagged this with you, but the top end of town. Now. Who is the top end of town? Well, he, uh, he went on, he, he, it was initially thought uh, the offer was worth around $10 million, but it's now understood to be closer to $15 million. Bloody oath they should consider it, for sure. This is block talking. Yeah. 100%. I'm not bagging anyone on the board, but Benny is talking about bringing in strong business like the Roosters, and I don't mm. think it would be uh, fair if they didn't look at it. You have to look at any proposal that comes forward uh, that may, that's just common sense. I'm told the consortium... Uh, people from the top end of town, I want our club to be right up there and get back to where it used to be. Rugby league is a business. In It makes sense. Now, we come to the people in the top end of town who would be interested in investing in the Tigers. Or being part of the board. Correct. Yeah. So where does so this So Benny's going to, what, he wants a high power, what, your Jerry Harvey types. Is that what he's talking well, about? Yeah, Jerry Solly Harvey. Solly Lou. Well, I connect Jerry Harvey with racing a lot. That may be yeah, wrong, but yeah. he's a very great supporter of the racing industry. He is. And I'm just wondering if, um, you know... Rodney Adler. Is that, is, is that the Rodney sort, of, Adler. sort of person he's talking about? People who know business. They yeah, know business, business, money, moving money moving around. Moving money about. Is that what you Tigers know, how, are... How to, you know, where to put it, where to, how to make it grow. Is that what the Tigers are lacking? Uh, I thought some players. Oh, yeah. Have they got any wingers? They actually well, had a wing the other day too, which shocked everybody. Yeah, Falco's suggesting 12 wingers and one hooker per side would 
change the game a bit. Does he want to play? things up. Does he want to play off the long wall? <laughs> now, I'm just worried. It says here there isn't money to be made in clubs and there's no profit to be made in the West Tigers. If you break even, you've, you've had a good year. It's always been a passion, according to the door. Yeah. If you can contribute something back to the game uh, that you think could be beneficial, the yeah. love of my life is the Tigers. Always has been, always will be. I mean... Yeah, well, there's a lot, of be, lot to be said for that. All right. Well, let's say Dave does take over the West Tigers or he buys the club. He brings in your heavy hitters. Yeah, now this is yeah you know, your heavy hitters who know business. Would you get Peter Costello involved? You'd get Peter in, yes. And would you get yeah, the because he's managing the future fund, I think, and doing a terrific yeah. job. Yeah. So maybe it'd be a bit like that, a bit like w the future fund. Would you get people in like Eddie Obeid who know mining and no mining? Yes. You know, would uh, Rodney they, Adler who knows when when when, to to make, when when you're making a mistake and when you're not. And would you get people in like, um, you know, the people who sold, I know it's a bit arcane, the yeah. Leviton Triangle. They bought it for $3 million and sold it for $30 million. Were they the sort of people who... They're exactly the sort of people you want to get in. And so you'd look at the the, the clubhouse, the, the West Tigers Club there, and you think, oh, well, we can do something with this. How about a set 30, of units? Yeah, 30 floors 30 up. 30 floors casino up. On casino on top. Casino on top. A lot, <clears> and I, I don't know how many poker machines they've got, but let's say they've got 1,500. Let's... Boost that up to 10,000. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah, but can I point out, that strikes me as that's got and, nothing. And your bed turns into a poker machine if you're staying overnight. You know what I mean? So you can, you can pull away in your sleep. <laughs> now, <laughs> look. I mean, these are just ideas off the top no, of the head. No, I know, and they're but, great but ideas. But Benny would have great ideas. ideas. Yeah, Benny would have a lot more. Well, of course now, he would. Yeah, because he's close to the club. He loves it. Now, But I the do... thing is, you don't want to have to rely on the success of the team. No. Forget I, that. I, oh. That's old, yes. stupid thing. Because they're constrained by things like a salary cap, yes. in inverted commas. Yes. They don't have a good chicken sponsorship, so no, no players are going to come. No cheese involved. No, the coaches aren't interested. Players aren't listening. <laughs> you know, forget he, that. It's the, the clubhouse. <laughs> what makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG... It's interesting they're playing the rugby league in uh, Wagga today, and uh, I, I this this revitalising of uh, bush country, country, country rugby, rugby league is just going through the roof. It is, isn't to it? think it's a sellout, and I yeah. mean, obviously the the protocols, COVID protocols, mean that staying in the car is part of the sure issue. But that's country but rugby league. I know you can take the car. I mean, sure they can only probably fit a fraction of the number of cars in that they could crowd if they donated the seating all over to crowd and no cars. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's, a, 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 you know, it's a revolution that's been waiting it to is, happen. And is. people will travel. Oh, they will. You know. Oh, if people can watch a game of rugby league in their cars, they'll drive there. <laughs> now. Now, someone's and, suggesting, sorry. actually, did we realise that September the 8th is Mary's birthday, as in the Mother of God? I didn't know that. Yet How do they calculate that? I don't know. Yet another sign that this day to celebrate rugby league is divinely inspired. Well, hey. can I point out, <clears throat> you know, the 11th, the 11th? Yeah. St. Martin of Tours, his feast day. Right. Well, you know, it's mm. 11, you know, rugby league, 11. 11. Martin of Tours, 11. <whistles> St. Martin, rather. Yeah, St. Martin, yeah. Sorry, I made a mistake How there. How weird is that? Now, more loot to give away. Yep. And it'll be a miracle if you get this. Uh, so we've got this fantastic poster, and I haven't seen this in years. Mm. The 
Uh, it's to do with Rugby Union World Cup yes. 2003 uh-huh. and a, a show that we worked on called The Cream, yes. which was a wonderful experience. Oh, we was. met a lot of people from all over the world. We it, did. In fact, and Ken Nags came and was part of it. And the mm-hmm. that, that bloke who um, came from South Africa might have been the captain of the South African team. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, you, people, you, you think that gymnasts have it tough. They yeah. were sent off with a just a box of matches and a pound of butter, mm. old speak, mm. and, uh, uh, you know. They were doing it tough. They were really doing it tough. And we've got the uh, 30 Years of Rhino on CD. So a very unusual poster and the CD pack. Yeah. Uh, now, the question is, she what's the proposed new rugby league TV show called? Referred to earlier in this hour, I believe. And the phone number. Yeah, that's the new Rugby League TV show. What's it called? And the phone Uh, number is 1300 361 700. 1300 361 700. Phone now. Rugby League. It's boots on and boots in. With the kick to come from Roy and HG on the blind side. Who are we talking to, Roy? Uh, yeah, just before we get there, HG, yes, uh, someone is suggesting Benny Elias contact Daryl Maguire to get. The sail ah. over the line with a possible state government grant. This is well, uh, Craig from Karuda suggesting That would this. be fantastic because let's not forget Daryl Maguire, speaking yes. of Wagga, yes. is the uh, oh, go-to the f- person. Go-to man in Wagga, yeah. Indeed, for soft furnishings. Yes. And they would help in the refurbishment of the 30 floors of fun that the, ah. you know, the Elias camp are thinking. Soft furnishings, mm. yes. So you're suggesting we could design the poker machine bed and have it manufactured in Wagga. Is that what you're suggesting? I think uh, that's what I am suggesting. And not only that, but your drapes, your blinds, you've yes. got your vertical or your horizontal and, you know, you're in your foyer, you know, your crushed yep. velour, all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's a lot to do. And Daryl McGuire would be very interested in helping you out. And, of course, he knows his rugby league. He does. And he's got a conduit straight to the top. Straight to New, the top. New South Wales. Yes, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I suppose you could get it. You could apply for a grand development grant. Well, with a I, vision like this, you see, and I, we we've only we don't really know the vision yet. No, we haven't. But heard we it. love what we've seen. Yeah, we haven't seen anything. Can I point out this week? I think the federal government gave six hundred million to the resilience fund. Now, sure, six hundred million won't get you very much. Is that I, the centre of resilience? That's the centre of excellence of resilience. <laughs> That's going to be real. This, this, this is at Howard Springs. Howard something. Springs, but the local yes. version will be in Balmain. Really? Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Refer- a centre of resilience in, in Balmain. Uh, indeed. I like the sound of this. We're joined by Steele from Ipswich. Happy Rugby League there, Steele. Thanks, uh, Phyllis. Uh, happy Rugby League indeed. Yeah. Now, it, you know, now, are you going to be able to get to the Magic Round? Uh, I am. I'm looking forward to the post-match press conference with the, the MC. Maybe uh, the referees could use the MC to, um, uh, to uh-huh. translate. Penalty, penalties that are given during the game. Yeah, that's great Excellent. thinking. That's a great idea. Great. And are you seeing hand gestures being the way to do it? Like, you know, thumbs up, meaning, you know, obviously offside, mm. thumbs down, you know, Slowing infringement in plug ball, yeah, yeah etc. Are you seeing that, how it works? Uh, yeah, semaphore perhaps. Semaphore, well. yep. yes. Yep. Who do yep. you think the MC should be? Should it be someone from Channel 9, do you think? Oh, yeah, look, you know, Rabs would be perfect. Oh, Rabs would be, be yeah. I don't know if Rabs does that sort of stuff anymore, though. So is uh, are you I imagining? I don't think Rabs will be there for Magic Round. He doesn't fly. Oh, he's got time to drive there, though, hasn't he? Yeah. What I was going to ask was, um, Steele, do you see it as uh, somehow all the journalists from the various <coughs> newspapers and, uh, you know, various television channels and stuff, it'll get a bit boring, won't it, after the seventh game? 
uh, because yeah. all they've got is a winner and loser. We'll need to jazz it up some way. And I see the MC mm. being able to tease out yeah. funny stuff from the coaches and, sure. you know, so it's not a normal conventional press conference. No. No, I think I think the journeys being pitted against each other in some kind of octagon, octagon situation would be good as well. No, I, I can s- see where yeah, you're coming from. Yeah. The nine versus the Murdoch people and News yeah. Limited and so on. I think, yeah. think that's excellent. Yeah, and uh, these conferences, I suppose they'll. It's just programming, really, isn't it? Be, of course, it'll be terrific programming. And maybe. I think I think it's about the engagement. There seems to be the buzzword, I think. So, engagement, yeah. yes, engagement, but there's yeah. a gap between, say, when the first match finishes and the second one starts. Yeah. That's where the press conference would go. Sure. And if yeah. it got willing, I'd hate to think, and the, I'd hate to think they cut away to the play. Yeah. You Does know, the do press conference has, a, has it got a sponsor? Well, it's got to have a sponsor. It's got to have a sponsor. You know, <laughs> maybe the Balmain Tigers. Yeah, or maybe the, the the bloody centre of resilience. <laughs> 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 Could now, do it. Could maybe do it. Uh, she'd set out the question. <clears throat> let's still have a swing at it, Roy. Yeah. Now, still, the question is: What's the proposed new rugby league TV show called? Uh, Married at first flush. Now, do you think that could work? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah. Of course. I think most of Australia does. So the uh, thirty years of Roy and HG on CD, and of course this fabulous poster from the Cream, and get them into you in the mail as soon as we can. Thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. It's a cute on chronic, a perfect storm, a bloke in the front seat of the Datsun 180B with blood-stained putty knife in the hip pocket. Wait a minute, that's the murderer, now on Bludging on the Blind Side. Ah, uh, now, the Roosters haven't had a great trot lately. Um, oh, injuries, 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 I isn't it? I know. Just coming back to the, uh, oh. I take your point entirely, the buying the club's got nothing to do with the team, has no, it? No, it's no. got uh, how to make money yeah. out of the land. Yeah. Now, yeah. so the Sydney Roosters complained to NRL officials about the state of the playing surface at McDonald Jones Stadium last weekend. Mm-hmm. It is says, that the uh, Newcastle venue, is it? It is. I didn't realise they'd had a name change. A name change. That's the International Sports Centre, owned by the Queen 1973. Yeah, that's Exactly. Or the Terry Trishel Octagon. <laughs> yeah. And what are they calling it now? Well, they're calling it the McDonald's, McDonald's Jones Stadium. McDonald Jones. Never heard of McDonald Jones. No, we'll have to have a probe. Mm. Uh, now, this was shortly before Brett Morris uh, and Lindsay Collins were carried off with season-ending ACL injuries. Yeah. Now, the Roosters medical staff raised concern as huge divots were being displaced during the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the uh, complaints were made to the NRL's ground manager, who included in the official report. Yes. But um, so the club says there are big chunks coming up. This is Robinson, part yeah. of the club, coach. Our medical guys mentioned it. Our trainer had to replace some divots while he was on the field. I mean, that's... Hang on. Were is... these complaints made during the Jersey flag or something no, prior just, to the first grade game? Just for the first grade game. Just for the first grade game. Yeah. Now, look, what worries me is the trainer's out to do other things. He's an HIA assessor. I know. He's got to put teeth back in. The he's water. Got, he's, got, no, he's got so many things yeah. to write. Mess- messages. messages. Then he's got to 
replace divots. Divots in it. Oh, now, of course, the NRL head of football, Graeme Annesley, has confirmed complaints were made. Mm. We were aware of some issues on the night. We've asked for a full report from the venue manager about maintenance and renovation work they've since undertaken. The Knights don't have a home game for three weeks, so hopefully it'll all settle down. Mm. Now, the Daily Telegraph, uh, that's the Murdoch Press, understands yeah. both the Newcastle Knights and the Newcastle Jets team have been denied access to the stadium at various times since March because of poor conditions. Because so, of the, the, the turf condition. wasn't right. Yeah. Repair work, <clears> supposed <throat> to be carried out weeks ago, delayed by recent floods, mm. to wait for it, farms in Windsor that surprised the, supply the turf, they were underwater. You can see it oh, now, can't you? Yes, you know, they're okay. going the turf, it's all set to go. Yeah. Rain, precipitation, all of a sudden they didn't have the sandbags up. It's all sunk. Now, the stadium has adopted some precautionary measures to minimise the unnecessary traffic on the field, i.e. keeping everybody off it. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> They've been uh, managing it uh, the best way they can and have the three-week gap to get it right. The Knights were monitoring the situation. We were waiting for a report on the NRL surface. Yeah. Uh, we'll assist in any way we can. The stadium in Newcastle is under the care of venues in New South Wales. Right. And a source of McDonald Jones Stadium said the turf was good, good condition. Newcastle Jets would train on the venue. Well, they would say that, wouldn't they? They would say that. Yeah, I mean, they've got a vested interest. Obviously, in there's something going wrong there. See, we look like amateurs. We do. We amateurs. Do. We do. You know, got what Terry... happened to the days when, you know, you had greenkeepers and, and the grass grew there on the spot. You didn't have to import it. Once you've got to import turf, it's yeah. inherently unstable. I know. It's all sorts of problems. It's Things, all sorts of problems. You bushfires sweep through and, you know, burn yes. it out. Floods yes. come, then bury it underwater. Yes. You know, you've got tracking problems. There's a hold yes. up somehow. There's a crash somewhere. Yes. These are never anticipated. Quality control. Never had anticipated. Absolutely right, Roy. I mean, we look like amateurs. We do. We're trying to run a professional competition and yes. we're busting half our players. And the most on... important thing, that is the solidity of the surface the players have got to operate upon. I mean, what time? Oh. I mean, this is 2021. No wonder Terry tried to. We've been to the moon and back. <laughs> we did that years ago. I know. And we, we still can't get a proper bit of bloody lawn to play rugby league on in Newcastle that has the biggest coal port in the world. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> you leave weeping, don't you, Roy? You leave weeping and people wonder why you're down in the dumps and crying all the time because simple ideas simple. can't get through. Yeah. I mean, how do you push that idea through the Volandi's mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but who came game? up with this idea? We've got lawn here. Oh, hang on. Why don't we take all this lawn away and bring in different stuff every couple of weeks? Whose idea was that? Oh, no. I know, and people oh. worry about jobs. I mean, there's a couple of jobs. I mean, I would say 50 jobs involved in laying, in keeping that turf going. It would be, easily. Going easily, watering easily, it in easily. the summertime and looking after Monitoring it. Monitoring it. Yeah. Putting the penetrometer in. Yeah. You know, Taking, assessing the moisture. Yeah, and they've got those racks now where you can heat it up. Yes. And grow it all night round. I know you can. You've, you and me have I, seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Do I like what I see there? No, I don't. But, I want to see it in situ. Yeah, the difficulty is is that that heat can, you know, really make it grow and then you've got to mow it, you've got to gang mow it, you can yeah. tidy it up. Yep. It looks fantastic. Yes, it does look fantastic, but you can't play rugby league on it. No, that's true. That's your problem. I suppose that is. Oh, now, obviously it's been an exciting week yeah. and I uh, hope we've brought some, a, fla a bit of the flavour of it to you through bludging on the blind side. Uh, there'll be more issues next week and believe you me, you can't imagine what they'll be, but they'll be there and we'll be bashing into them on bludging on the blind side. Blindsiders, thanks very much. Remember the podcast up in a couple of hours' time. Thanks very much for bludging on. Bye now. 
You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.